Welcome everyone to our, well, what shall we call it? Meta episode, first episode, start episode, the explain in the beginning what the hell we are up to episode. I'm Dirk Prince. I'm one of your hosts of todebate.net, the podcast of debates. And I'm looking at a very relaxed, friendly face. Sebastian, how are you doing? I'm fantastic. So I'm Sebastian with a complicated last name, which I'm not going to pronounce. That will be a quiz for another session and you'll get a free t-shirt. Yeah, as I said, I'm doing great. We can make a contest out of that because I have a name no one knows how to write as well. So let's call us Dirk and Sepp. <laughs> Strangely enough, okay. I've never had a nickname. Uh, I did have spastic when I uh, lived in the, in the UK. <laughs> that was 25 years ago and I was 11. Yeah, I didn't like that too much. But since then, if, strangely enough, I've never had a nickname. A few people called me Seb, but didn't stick. So, And I think it's also got people confused because I'm a French citizen. And Sebastian is not a French name. You have Sebastien, but my, my real first name is, is Sebastian with an A-N at the end. So I think it got people confused. So they always called me with the with with the A-N at the end, whether, whatever the language, which is the same in German or Spanish or Polish. Yeah, so I guess English. the only name or the only spelling that counts is a version that your mom used uh, when they when she was angry at you. My mom was never angry at me. I'm I'm a very docile. I'm a good son. I'm a good brother. What are you, a, what are my, you claiming, Doug? My mom was I'm occasionally a nice guy. angry at me, even though I'm a nice guy too. What the listener can take out of that uh, little banter here is that we are uh, not of the same nationality. So, so Sebastian is actually French. Is that right, Sebastian? Yes, I am French. My father's Polish, which explains why my some of my last name is that complicated with only two vowels uh, in the nine-letter uh, word. Uh, but that's that's why. But otherwise, I'm a French citizen born in France, raised in France mostly, but in the UK and uh, currently living in Switzerland or mostly in a plane, as I like to joke. How many languages do you speak? Well, French and English, fluently. I'm supposed to speak German because I learned it at school extensively, but I don't use it. That's the problem. And the thing is, because I live in a German-speaking area of Switzerland, when I go and do my taxes, for instance, so I go and visit the tax inspector to ask a few questions, and he's delighted to switch to French because he never uses French. So hey, why bother? I'm just going to switch to French with him. And he helps me with my taxes. He's so friendly to me that I want to buy him a bottle of wine, but then he's a tax inspector. <laughs> so if I buy the bottle, it was be seen as bribery, which in Switzerland, obviously, would not be particularly well accepted. So it's like, you know, I get this free almost accounting service from the tax inspector himself, and I can't even say thank you beyond just well, thank you. He chose that job, so it's, it's his bad, I would say. Yeah, so uh, we hinted at it. Uh, in my case, I'm a German citizen, raised German, born German, went to school in Germany. We Germans like to make a lot of words and complex constructions and the occasional German spelling mistake. I actually am a bit ad advocate of the German language. I think it's as the, the flip side of what you're saying is that it's a highly structured language. So if you compare the ease at which people can learn German or French, it's way easier to learn German because the constructions are completely logical or mostly logical. Whereas in French, you have a good number of exceptions which does not make it easy when you're not uh let's say a spaniard or an italian whose, whose languages are fairly close to french it makes it way more complicated i don't know if people know this if, if you hear this but english is also comes as a germanic language right so there's uh, uh it's funny when you actually learn german or if you're an english speaker and you start learning german you will see the similarities i'm a big fan of words in general but when you learn languages there's this additional 
I don't know, uh, curiosity and interest that, that people can have by detecting how words have evolved from one language to another. For our listeners, uh, we are together in, in a podcast project. So I think the interesting question then is, how did it all start? So how did this project come about? I think it's, it was in New York in early October. And uh, we had to be there for work for uh, about 10 days. So there was a new weekend in between. And it was raining and gray. And I guess Dirk was lonely. So he said, why don't we have lunch? So we went on this walk. And uh, I explained after hearing from you that you're an active podcaster, that I have this idea of a project which consists of debating, recording ourselves or, or celebrities or semi-celebrities or whomever was interested And there's a number of existing uh, projects out there, but I thought what was missing was that there was nothing about uh, current news, current topics. And I think it makes it interesting to share with listeners the fact that we can debate on topics that are appearing in the press. So, for instance, uh, our first episode was about whether it's worth going to Mars because Elon Musk had made this announcement in September, end of September, about his plans of getting a million inhabitants on the planet Mars by 2050 or something like this. And it's a recurring um, topic of interest in the press as well. And uh, from there, it, it got a life of its own. You need a bit of research. We started playing devil's advocate. That is that part of the idea that I really love. Being really able to explore the full breadth of a topic without being in your own filter bubble right from the beginning. We will bring forward our own arguments. We make sure that we are consistent with our own personal belief system and our own personal background but which side we end up on is decided by the flip of a coin which puts us in a very interesting position sometimes so i remember one recording where we debated uh homeopathy and whether or not homeopathy is uh is something we should consider a valid medical treatment an interesting part of that is actually sebastian and i share the belief that homeopathy is n by no means any anything that we could call scientific And uh, it's not a method that we believe in. Yet one of us should argue for the motion, the other one against. So it was a very interesting exercise to actually really think through the arguments that you can bring forward if you're forced out of your own bubble. That's one of the sweet spots for the project uh, that, that I can point to right away. How is it for you? What's your favorite part of the project so far, Sebastian? The additional thing is we're not pretending to be experts. Uh, we're trying to get people who listen to this podcast to be interested, to be open-minded, to be inspired to dig a bit deeper in uh, any topic that we bring up, to do your own research. So the question then turns up, is, um, I, I kind of explained why we do a flip of a coin thing. Um, a question that we got very early was why we decided on the structure. As a reminder, we go first two minutes on each side. Then we have like a three-minute rebuttal where we can either bring other arguments or ask questions or be rhetorical. And we conclude by putting one minute uh, final statement at the end. You've been the one actually suggesting that that very structure. What, what was the advantage and the reasoning behind that structure from your side? The initial inspiration came from, uh, I think, my secondary school back in France. When I came back from the UK, my mother reminded me of this when I shared the first episode with her to get her feedback. And she reminded me that in my history lessons, uh, we had uh, the teacher trying to get us. He was a British teacher. I had a, a dual education back in France. So he was British and had a history in, in English. 
And I remember he was trying to organize these debate sessions, this classic Oxford style of debating, where you take turns and then you have the floor voting, the house voting for the uh, in favor or against the motion. And I remember actually the first debate was, or the only debate that we did, was yes or no to the monarchy in the UK, which is kind of a very old topic or classic topic. And I think that's what's probably stayed in my mind in terms of structure. And as you said, I think what is interesting in this case is that we try to keep it short form. We try to keep it structured. So we actually actively listen to the other side's opinions and arguments, and then we can respond to them. It's not a uh, whoever speaks the loudest or the quickest because the time is the same. So it's really how you want to make use of that time and keep it within a, a structure so that then we can uh, stick to the time without boring our listeners. We constrain ourselves and try to get right to the point of the debate without trying to waste time with unnecessary fluff or arguments which may not make sense. We really try to drill it down to the to the core essentials of the debate. That very first few debates bro already brought a couple of interesting learnings. So for instance, we very quickly discovered that there is a huge difference whether you go first or second in, in your argument. When I, when I know I go first, I, I basically structure it completely differently compared to when I'm going second. The other, yeah, I discovered this the the hard way because I think for the first three episodes you were the one starting with the first two. I can't remember, and and then I had to start the next debate, and I found it incredibly hard, exactly to your point. And by the end of the day, it's also what happens in real life, right? Someone will have the final word, right? So are you going to respond again and again forever? Or are you going to be respectful and sometimes actually let the other one have the final word? And I find it incredibly hard. I think also in my personal life. So that's also a very good lesson to be able to just let the other one have the final word, have that final minute, uh, because you have started the debate. So the other one will finalize the debate and just keep quiet. It's over. We can always blab around it. But at least for the sake of the exercise, you have to respect the other's final few words, even if you disagree with them. So I think it, even from a personal standpoint, for me, it's actually a good lesson to learn just to let go, to let the other person finish off and not be arrogant to believe that I'm the one who's right, who has to have the final word. The other thing also is it, it changes debating tactics. So now when I know I go first, I try to anticipate what you're going to say or what your sharp resort is going to be. And sometimes I try to, to kill that argument in my first two minutes. And in the beginning, when we did our first few recordings, I wasn't that tactical about it. I basically had a, a selection of arguments and I, I kind of brought them forward whenever I had time for it. So the top of the list would go to the first two minutes and the bottom of the list would go to the other three minutes. And then at some point that turned. And this is what makes it a very interesting project for me because I, I kind of sharpen the edge when it comes to debating in general. And also that time constraint also really forces you to be precise in, in your prep. It's not You don't have the time for, for going on and on with five, six, seven, eight arguments. You have to constrict yourself to the two or three that really matter for you and hope for the best. I'm still learning that process, to be honest. I'm far from perfect, and I realize this every time we have a recording for our debates. I have usually a good number of arguments, and I have to think what I'm going to, which ones am I going to use as for the first part? Which ones am I going to use for the second part? And indeed, whether I start or not makes a little bit of a difference, but I'm still learning. So that's an interesting evolution. Maybe listeners will notice over time if we do get better or not. I don't know. <laughs> I do feel that it's. Uh, 
the pressure is mounting every time because of what you say, because I noticed that you're actually also improving your techniques. So uh, my stress levels have actually increased over time. <laughs> Although we try to have as much fun as possible, and this remains a fun project, my stress levels have increased every time, like, because I know it's going to be serious. I mean, for these 12 minutes, and that, that's very interesting, by the way. Um, so we have in our debating podcast a couple of missions. One mission is to debate the actual topic. And the second aspect of it, we try to improve our debating styles. So getting feedback on that, uh, we are that serious when we say, please let us know what other arguments we could have used or, or give us feedback in terms of structure, like like what you would have picked as a first argument or if there is something that worked particularly well, that would be a, a tool for us to really improve that that debating style. And the third aspect of it, you you you, said, you already mentioned that I'm I'm an a podcast already, so I'm doing podcasting for well three years now. For me, it's an interesting aspect to really start an English project together with an with a English speaking friend of mine with an English audience. So I'm, I'm looking forward to see how, how things differ. And the other very inter interesting aspect, uh, do you want to give uh, the website to your, to your personal other projects, podcasts? <laughs> yeah. So, so to torture my, my English listeners with a couple of German words, right? <laughs> I guess so. I put the link in the show notes. I think that's the easiest. So I have a daily show, um, a podcast that uh, launches every day, a new episode, and I have a, a now, um, finished, uh, one year show where I had uh, monthly interviews with someone who was traveling the world. What I was about to say is another aspect of this project, which probably is different from most of the podcasts out there, is we really intend to loop in our audience in our debates. So typical Oxford-style debating, for those of you who don't know, include the audience. Typically, the, the audience votes before the debate and they vote after the debate. And then it depends on the specific rule set. Sometimes it's an absolute uh, voting, but most of the time practically the side wins that won more people over to their side so it's the difference between the votes now sebastian yeah, the delta the delta yeah now sebastian is a bit of a data nerd he already started data crunching everything he can get his hands on so he educated me on the number of words we are speaking per minute and my side of that uh, whole whole experience is that i try to find a way to include our community our listeners into the debating exercise so we are going to ask you every second episode to start pre-voting on the next motion. We don't have the name yet, but we, we probably call it something like in-between-isode or announcement episode or whatever. So our actual debates will launch every two weeks. And we have one episode in the middle where we announce the ne next motion and ask you to start voting on that motion. You can do so on the website. And after we debate it, of course, you can also vote. Those two are data points that we intend to use to really determine how we did in the debate. And we, we plan to share the data with you and uh, maybe interesting observations we make on the way. So the listeners are asked to really participate in this debating podcast. You talked about data. So I've run some of the data. And what we've observed on the first three episodes is that uh, you were using about 140 words per minute. Uh, which you told me was also the the average speaking speed in English, right? If I'm not mistaken, 
Uh, yeah, a little bit slow on the slow end, maybe. But uh, I, I can, I, I think it works for me that I'm not a native speaker. <laughs> and, and, and in my case, I've used on average on the three first episodes thirty percent more words per minute, and therefore in total as well, since we use the exact same amount of time, uh, and an average about 184 words per minute. But it's interesting to see how from one debate to the other, my speech rate will be very different. Whereas, Dirk, you're way more consistent. Uh, the number of total words you've used for each debate was almost exactly 850 for each of the first three episodes. And just to refer back to what we said before, it's uh, also a good way to learn about our own way of talking and improving it and remo removing perhaps hesitations when we speak or filler words and going straight to the point and being clear enough. Uh, without maybe speaking too slowly or too quickly in my case. We also created a couple of uh, social media outlets for you to engage with us. So um, there is a G plus group. There is a Facebook group where we hope to see lively debates. And people ask me that, friends ask me that, are you serious? You plan on sparking debates on Facebook? Are you nuts? Well, I don't care. I believe in our audience. I think you guys are smart, engaged people. So yeah, let's have our debates on those social media forums and help us getting better. You can find the links on our website, 3w.2debate.net. Two is the number. And you'll see all the links to the social media outlets that we're using, Google+, Facebook, and Twitter. All these interactions that we want to pursue in between episodes and before and after. Yeah. The way it's going to work, at least on Facebook, is that we post a separate thread for every debating topic. So whenever you want to give arguments or feedback on a specific motion we debated, there is going to be a thread on Facebook that you can go to and uh, put your input in. Also, of course, um, general feedback in the blog, in the website, on Twitter, wherever you, you try to get in touch with us to debate. Thank fully is very easy to find a pretty good name when it comes to search engine optimization it turns out yeah, it seems that from a uh, recent research i think it was from harvard or Wharton university i can't remember where i saw that apparently the most optimal domain names have seven characters including a number um, we didn't couldn't have the com domain so net is the closest one so i don't know this based on research helps with traffic we'll see all right yeah so i'm pretty pumped i have to say I am pumped too, of course. Yeah, yeah, well, you look that in in a calm, professional way. So, <laughs> give me give me your pumping face here. I'm keeping them <laughs> pumping for the debate. I'm keeping my passion for the debate. And maybe it's some something you did, you did not you did not mention, but I think it's worth uh, maybe just uh, observing here is actually while while this remains a fun project, we really conduct this like a professional project, like even like a startup. I would say, like from the infrastructure that you mostly take care of in terms of building the website and having the podcast feed, even preparing to having a, a weekly follow-up in which we go through our various action items that we've worked on um, in the meantime and having various areas of responsibilities and helping each other out. And we define the, the next topics that we want to debate upon, and then we record our debates. And I think we've, we've gotten that momentum, and it it's actually feels really gratifying I have to agree. It's uh, it's a lot of fun to actually work through the whole thing. Also, it's my my first project where I shared the workload, and uh, it's it, it's fun to see how our two experiences really match very nicely. And we have a lot of uh, ideas for the future as well, in terms of maybe possibly you know having guest debaters or speakers we can see. In the meantime, we're trying to 
offer a number of episodes on three main areas. Uh, it's usually revolves around business, technology, and politics. It just turns out this way. I think we have uh, an interest in these areas. And in the end, it's really about having fun. There are things coming up. Please stay tuned. The next debate is going to be in two weeks. If you just discovered this podcast, then that would be uh, as a Christmas gift, more or less. Yes. We're going to release one more episode this year, and we're going to follow up with another episode early next year. And then we get into the swing of having a regular interaction with you, our listeners. And we, right now, we are pre-producing content. So we're good to go for the next month. There's no risk that uh, you just subscribed and uh, after four or five engaging debates, you're going to die off. There is there is more to come and plenty of material in the pipe already. Oh, we have plenty, I guess, enough to go through when, let me think. Well, I guess the end of February. So February 2017 or even March. So if you subscribe to the podcast feed in your app or if you go back to the website, you will have enough content. Um, on uh, until February or March at the very least and then we keep carrying on so we're not going to stop so I do expect that we'll have content for the entire year so you can stay with us forever <laughs> forever and it's free forever I don't know uh, <laughs> maybe yeah, yeah I think uh, well as you probably could tell we are not in it for the money so there is no plan right now to monetize the the project although in podcast land there are plenty of ways to start monetizing and if at some point you want to see a a coffee mug with sebastian's face on it we can make that happen not in it for the money but in it for what then if for personal growth and for the fun Oh, I was I was hoping for, <laughs> for something else. For something else, you don't yeah, say that. Yeah, when for, we for sex and drugs yeah, and rock and roll. No, come on! When you debate and you want to win, you tell me I'm in it for the for the kill. <laughs> yes, you're I'm in, in it, it for, for the, the kill. kill. That's that's your quote. Seriously? You're you're the violent one in this relationship. You're su you have such a sick mind. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, come on. So, um, thank you for listening to this introductory episode. Uh, I hope you have fun with the uh, debates. In case you didn't notice, we are eager to hear from you. So, please share your feedback in G Plus, in Facebook, on Twitter, on the webpage. Pick your favorite channel. Also, do us a favor: go to iTunes now and rate the project. Yep, please do that. Thank you. All right. So, Sebastian. What's next on our list? What is the next debating topic on our list, actually? What is going to, to be launched in two weeks? In two weeks, it's going to be election polls should be banned. Yes, yes, that's one of my personal favorites so far. Oh, and you should check out on our various social media channels. Uh, we've created a number of memes to introduce each of our debates. So check them out. I had a good laugh when we created them. Oh, I also love the video you created, by the way. That's uh, oh, the, teaser videos. the teaser videos, especially the second one. That's like a silent movie from the 1920s. Yes, I got inspired from finding the, the music on YouTube. And uh, I just thought, hey, maybe we could do something with that. But it took me 15 hours to find various specific um, segments of videos of our debates and trying to make something out of it, create a story. And actually, the hardest thing was to create a story out of it, because initially I thought about this and I thought, hey, I'm going to use all our faces and all our weird uh, expressions on video. And then I, I didn't have a good story behind this. So that took me a bit of time to actually think through things and then make something which could make sense overall. But it was good fun. Yeah, so do check them out. I think if you type two debate, two with a number debate, 
Yeah, on todebate.net, you find it on the bottom of the website. Just scroll all the way down on the right-hand side. It's embedded on the page. All right. Thanks for listening. Share your feedback. And, uh, well, see you at todebate.net or one of our social media channels. Thank you. Why is it controversial? Don't we want to have controversy for something? Well, we need something to, to disagree over. <laughs> we don't have to disagree over it in, in, in our personal life. This is the point of the debate. So okay, then I know you're scared to death that yeah. you're going to have the wrong side. <laughs> I am so scared. Randomness of the coin. I know you're. I know you're freaking out. I know you're like cheating yeah. your pants right now. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Fine. I, you know, uh, you know how I handle that. I I just slow down in my words, and then uh, I win the debate by just boring <laughs> you to death. I, <laughs> I thought we would say that we should record this instead of just joking. But, but I thought you would say, you know how I deal with that? I dope myself. I use drugs. <laughs> yeah. Because we always find a way to connect topics together now. I'm drugging myself into debating with you. episodes we have to source that from actually the better it is so i can for instance save all the fucks that you're saying and put one long teaser of fuck fuck fucking i fucking kill you fuck <laughs> i never i don't know what you're talking about because i never swear right yeah, that, uh, yeah. i have i have audio proof on on file <laughs> Uh, you're you're the wizard in terms of audio editing, so I'm not sure I can trust that you've not attempted <laughs> with the recordings because I like as far as I can tell you have edited the recordings. So <laughs> who knows? <laughs>